Welcome to the Hand Down Man Down Podcast. Alright y'all, welcome. This is the very first installment of the Hand Down Man Down Podcast. This is your boy Dan. I got two of my close people next to me. I got my cousin Kiss and my cousin Timothy on the mic. What's going on, y'all? What's going on? Alright, so pretty much here we're going to do just straight, simple basketball talk. We're going to cover every aspect of the game from the men's league, the women's league, so NBA, WNBA, some college game with the men and women, especially with the tournament going on right now. We'll definitely get into some high school basketball, especially in the area, the DMV area with D.C., Maryland, North Virginia. We're not including Baltimore in that. <laughs> I don't think we never could. But for the, for the stars, we're going to get right into it. We're going to get right off with, you know, with the biggest thing going on at the NCAA tournament, especially all the storylines and everybody getting upset, especially in the beginning, beginning first rounds of the bracket, you know what I mean? So especially with UNB, UNBC being that first 16 seed to actually be the one seed, one seed especially the number one overall seed. Yeah, exactly. So what y'all think about that part? It was crazy. It was the first team I ever do it. It was like zero on 160. 160. Yeah, I think it's uh, 135. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. yeah, that was that was that was wild. It was, they're literally one and 135, 16 seeds against the one seed. Nobody can call me and tell me they had that on the front. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, sister, sister Jean might have had that yeah, on her back. That's it. Sister Jean. Shout out Loyola. Sister Jean been rolling with Loyola Chicago since they started, except for. Yeah, she put something in their shoes. She had to. She wasn't been talking to Jesus, yeah. God, and all that good stuff before the tournament run. Definitely. Yeah, except for, you know, we were talking about this earlier. She, she ain't picked them to win last night. Yeah. And they pulled off the win last night against Nevada in a game that I was watching. Maybe that was a little extra awfully boost. close. They knew that she was going, they were going to find that out before the game. Man, if they found out Sister Jean didn't pick them to win last <laughs> night. Motivation on everything. It had to be motivation. I mean, considering the, the the wild ride that Nevada did against Cincinnati, they came back down from, I think it was 22 down at one point. Yeah, came yeah. all the way back. That was crazy. Twins. Yeah, Twins did One and yeah, the other. Yeah, I was going to say, because Caleb had, I think Caleb had 16, and he was cooking towards the end of the, yeah, like, the second half. They even overtime that game, wasn't it? They game that overtime? When I know they, he hit like three threes in the overtime. Was that overtime game? No, I think the overtime game was the first round game. Okay, the first against round. Texas. Okay, Texas. Yeah, okay. right. Yeah. That was because that was game. I was looking. I was like, all right, Texas is gonna win this game. And that's yeah. when I first seen it. I didn't even Ooh. know. I thought it was. I was seeing the same person twice until they said something. Right. <laughs> no, really. Because he checked out the game. Yeah, he checked out the game, and then they came right back in. And then I seen his brother, and I was like, okay, it's two of them. So. I was. Yeah. I think they do have the same hairstyle, so oh, that does man. not help. They definitely have the same <laughs> hairstyle. You know what I'm saying? They do the exact same thing. When they say they're twins, you gotta just know they number. Yeah. They're twins in every aspect of the word, and that's one. That's one of the top storylines. The player of them, and like we said earlier, all of the many, many different upsets. Because I'm right. pretty sure a lot of us have thrown their brackets and balled it up and tossed it into the garbage can, especially. You know, yeah, my man, my man know what had Michigan State. It was uh, it was yeah, it was worth mom. it. Yeah, I don't know what happened. That, that, that UNBC was worth it though. Which one? The UNBC uh upset that was totally worth it. I mean, honestly, like Jarris Lyles, shout out to the Mapa. You know, they 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 got they got products left and right all over. But you know, 
he knew he was destined for something greater than it is. I was talking to Danny earlier, telling him about the uh, the Washington Post uh, article that they did on him. And, you know, he's had a journey. It wasn't like, you know, he came out the womb and just, you know, went off against against Virginia like that. He, what was it, VCU, sat on the bench for a year pretty much. You know, he transferred to Robert Morris. That wasn't really a good fit for him. And he was only there for about a semester. Didn't uh, didn't practice the play, so he was eligible to transfer again. Came to UMBC as number two leading scorer in, you know, their history. And, you know, he went off. Like, he wanted to leave a legacy. You know, yes, he's going to get his degree in four years and whatnot and do all that. But he wanted to be something bigger than himself, bigger than the program, you know, bigger bigger than basketball. Because that definitely means a lot. Yeah. And, you know, both his parents are UVA grads. You know, it's just it's a wealth of uh, tidbits, you know, anecdotes to go with that. But you got to think about it. Man. It came full circle for him now, especially with, like you said, he was, I think it was when he was a ball boy for UVA. <laughs> yeah, he was a ball boy for them. So it came full circle when... He wound up playing Virginia and then actually beats Virginia. Right. So it kind of just came full circle after that for him. So I mean, shout out to the rest of the team. Like everybody's all on Jared Styles and everything because he he's that one player that you could pick out. But Ryan Odom, the 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 coach, you know, convinced them to stay. You know, the other the other guard, Puerto Rico. You know, his parents his parents showed up at the game and you know um, KJ. His parents showed up at the game. They didn't have power for five months. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you know, in Puerto Rico, like, it's, it's bigger. It's bigger, bigger, bigger than basketball. Like, this is life for them. Oh, yeah, no and question. That's crazy. Yeah, some of it, some of them, it is like, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, some and, of them, you know, the for more than just, oh, I'm going to get my college education. Um, you know, come to my, who had to play, play in college basketball, most of the time I was just going because playing and pay for my education. Right. Some of these, some of these guys, it's more stuff on the line than just, Oh, I'm walking across the stage with a piece of paper. And the fact that he showed out those first two games for them, it was really something for them. Um, but even with that, I mean, like I said, going up and down this bracket, I mean, the litany of upsets. I mean, Marshall beating Wichita State, uh, Syracuse, who, in my opinion, I didn't think they should have made the tournament in the first place. Yeah, it's a lot of people's one. opinions. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of opinions with that nonsense. But they're they're playing in the Sweet 16. They play Duke tonight. Um, man, it's just it's just a lot going on. Florida State beating is, is beat Gonzaga, and now you look at the Elite Eight. It's especially in the South bracket, not not a one or two seed. Hell, not even a four or five, five seed. Right. It's nine, right. eleven, nine, and three in the South. In the so it's 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 ridiculous. Yeah. But you know what? You mentioned Florida State. Shout out to Leonard Hamilton. Like he has been living in Miami and Florida's you know shadows for the longest. You know, even South Florida, depending on you know what year it was, they had a they had more exposure than Florida State does. Like. They everybody made Florida State seem like they were just like the stepchild of the, the the ACC. They didn't belong. This and that. Like they were just you know athletic but not talented. It was it was so much. And yeah, but that's like y'all know Florida State football is king. Mm-hmm. It's just Leonard Hamilton has been so consistent over the years that he's one of those coaches who we're always talking about. Oh, which coach is on the hot seat? He'll never be on the hot seat. 
The media put him on IG, but yeah, you know, people, people, is, right. people that know him, like, like anything is, I don't really hear about them getting in trouble. They don't, you know, and that's a, that's another thing. They really about don't. This. Not only are they good and talented, they get the exposure, but they they're not that negative. You know that you hear, you know, the little stories about oh, yeah. this, this organization, that organization. But even that negative, I've seen just seeing that Kentucky. They said they didn't even shake hands after. No, no, he. I don't. I didn't even catch the reason behind why they didn't shake hands and shake hands. But that's there's almost no reason. There's no reason. There's no call unless it's a safety issue, which I've been there, done that. I've seen it in person, but. Nobody storming the court right here at, at the NCAA tournament. There was no, so, there was no safety right. issue. Yeah, I right. saw mm-hmm. the end of that game. Like, yeah, Cam, they celebrated. They were excited because they won the game. Yeah, I right. left work and didn't even see like the Oh man, zero. Right? I, I, yeah, I seen it like for like the two minute mark. Yeah, I saw. I woke up this morning. I saw the end of the game. I was like, yeah, yeah Cam, they celebrated, but there was no real safety issue to the point that, where yeah, you should that's... not have lined up like you're supposed to. Right, the right. And, and shake uh, your opponent's you know, head. Coach, 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 um, Weber, he is nothing but class. You know, all throughout his, all throughout he his journey. Like that when he was at Illinois. Illinois. Hey, so my, my point, you know, he is nothing but class. So for them not to shake hands, that's like when, uh, you know, Loyola won their first game, you know, against Miami. It was a heck of a buzzer beater. But the thing about it is, though, you know, they, the one of the players stopped and made sure that he went over to his soul, one of the Miami players. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And it's not the rub it in your face. It's to say congratulations. It is what it is. You know, but you know, I appreciate that 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 you know contest. Like, come on now, like, there's almost no way. Like, I hope you know they went to the locker room or something, whatever, after the fact, and you know, congratulated the other team. But that that's a poor sport, and I'm I'm a Cal fan. I love Cal, but you know, there's certain things where you have to know that people are looking at you. The optics are everything. And that was a bad, bad image. But who, but who would have known what was going through his mind at the end of that game? Now, granted, it was a great game, nonetheless. They went down to the, they went down to the wire from start to finish. It just, it just didn't work out that way. But that says a lot about this year's tournament. Like mm-hmm. I said, going in, going into the beginning of the tournament, there's no, there was no clear cut favorite this year. None. It's been like that for the past couple of years. None. You know, we were looking at it and. I was looking at ESPN and Jay Williams had brought up a good point. Somebody asked him how many how many teams do you think can win a tournament? He said fourteen. Yes. He said fourteen teams are the possibility of winning the championship mm-hmm. this year. And it made sense. You know, looking at down the line, we had Arizona, Virginia, Duke, uh, Carolina, Michigan, Michigan State, Kansas, Duke. You know, a couple of SEC teams, SEC teams, Florida, Kentucky, Auburn. Yeah. All of those teams right. had a chance to win the tournament. It's just what people don't understand, it's you got to get hot. And a lot of these teams got hot. And because I'm, I'm still looking at this bracket, I mean, majority of teams left. There are there ACC, ACC teams. Syracuse and Duke play each other. Uh, Clemson has Kansas. Florida State is left. You know, there are a lot of good teams left, especially now after the play last night, and then you got eight, you got four games tonight. Right. Um, it should be to the point where it's going to get crazy, especially especially once um, Villanova, West Virginia play, and especially when Duke, Syracuse, Purdue, and Texas Tech play. Um, um, I mean, of course, I'm looking forward to Clemson and Kansas, but I'm looking forward to that to that uh, Villanova Virginia game. Yeah, that is going to be sick. Because the thing is, I, my man, yeah. 
I've been mm-hmm. watching him since he stepped foot at West Virginia. And you know yeah, what? You heard his recruiting like, story, right? So, recruiting-wise, Bob Huggins said he walked to the gym at 8 o'clock in the morning. 8 o'clock. Like, those are crazy games for AAU. And he was, you know, trying to drink his coffee, you know, kind of get acclimated to the fact that he actually had to be awake. He said Javon Carter was pressing at 8 o'clock in the morning. Like, full court. And he said he was the only one on the team pressing. Like, not that you have to score 30, 30, 40 points a game. It's crazy. I would not want that. And this is coming from somebody who's played in 8 o'clock games for AAU. I'm pretty sure we all three of us have. I ain't doing that at 8 o'clock in the morning. But then again, I was big dude on the team. I was over in the back line of the press. <laughs> so it really didn't matter. But you, you mean you circled Villanova, West Virginia. I circled Texas Tech for them. Mainly because of what I've seen from Dyer Smith down at Texas Tech doing. And I want to see how Isaac House is going to play with that brace on his elbow. Ooh, yeah. Oh, is he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, yeah. They, Apparently they just, they just cleared so him to play. The NCAA cleared him? For the brace, I'm not positive they cleared him for like basketball stuff. Yes, they did. Fully? Fully. I can't they, wait. They, amend, they amended the rule for wait. him to right, play. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. I know they said they just waiting to see if the coach said he can make basketball. Right. Yeah. I was hoping. And the last I was hoping, game I seen before he had the brace on, like, he made it to like halfway. I didn't see if they stand or take a shot. Like, he just kept moving. But down. even then, they showed him, they showed him the highlights of them practicing. He was making full-on basketball moves with that brace on. And Good. it looked like he could. As many as many injuries as there've been, you know, unfortunately, you know, outside of the tournament coming in, like that was one where that was a freak play. You know? Oh yeah. And crazy. Uh, I, crazy I, I, I think play. we've all been there where it's like you fall and you go to brace yourself and I'm so glad he didn't brace himself because um, the elbow aspect is yeah. a little bit different than him bracing himself and breaking the I'm wrist. glad right. you brought yeah. that up because I don't know if any of us remember this, but I remember watching the game as a kid, and I heard him scream to the top of his lungs when he fell, and he braced himself. When Patrick Ewan did that playing against Miami in the 90s, he he went he, he went for the shot. He got fouled, but when he landed, he braced himself on his right wrist, so all you, you knew was done after that, especially Pat was... That was big. He's a big body, especially in the late nights. We started putting on a little bit more weight. Right. So all that weight crashing down, breaking. I was like, I was like, please don't let that happen to to Haas like that. Especially yeah. he was, a, he's a big boy. Man. Yeah. So I was like, that's that's a good sign. But um, this tournament has been unreal. I mean, this is. I, I would probably say this is one of the best turns I've seen in a long time. And it's only because of there's so many stories and so many different teams playing well. Like, we had our George Mason. We had our VCU run. Butler had their two straight years. Yeah, I, would say they did it, Butler. I would say speaking of Butler, you know, Purdue beat Butler. And I kind of was hoping that they did only because I wanted to see Haas, if he can come back. You know, they have a few extra days coming into this week. Yeah. But, uh, you know, Butler, I was like, they have local players too. Aaron Thompson's one is what starting six man, you know, over there. So Paul yep. Six, you know, another WCAC product. Oh, yeah. So you know, they there's a lot going on right there. But that's all. But we already know, you know, DC, PG Montgomery County, North Virginia. I'm going to include Baltimore in this topic of conversation. Just because of UMBC, only reason. But <laughs> this whole area, ranging from from Northern Virginia to Baltimore, this is a 
a breeding ground of ball players. So they're going to be all over the place, and they're all over the yeah. place in this tournament right now. Definitely. So I'm not surprised by that. And you know what though? They're a breeding ground for ball. I'm glad you said ball players because it's all balls. Whether it be baseball, whether it be soccer, whether it be football, a lot of the people in this area play at least two to three sports. Yeah. You know, and, and it's just crazy at the fact that you know how many ball players from this area that you know were legends, whether it be pickup or you know actual you know organized competition I know that picked other sports. I know many of them. Matter of fact, I'm still friends with a lot of them to this day. It's ridiculous. Like I was playing against a couple. I don't know if you remember Mark Bastion. He was from the D.C. area, and I remember playing against him as a kid. He, I think, he does he play football too. You know, he was he was something else. So I'm not surprised by that. You know what I mean? So nice. the fact that a lot of the, a lot of ball players in this area is leaving their mark on the tournament now it says a lot. Um, the other, other thing I want to get into is you headed to the meet this a couple weeks ago, and I don't know if you've read this yet. Um, Tubby Smith getting fired, and then them hiring Penny Hardaway to coach. Ball players speaking of them. You know, I I mean it's a good move, and it, it is a good move for them, but for not them. for not for the the image of the factors. You get to do for two years, and then put them on a hot seat. For what reason? Yeah, I mean, nah, but well, all sports winning cures everything, like with any sport. So me, I think just because Penny played at Memphis State, so he was it was the closest thing to get to bring people from Memphis to to play for Memphis because that's where that's where most of us gravitate into. Most people want to stay home, or or they're going to go yeah. somewhere where if you see a Penny Hardaway, man, that was my favorite player. I want to go play. Yeah. Just like what Georgetown, yeah, with Patrick Ewing. Now it's gonna be more recruits wanting, oh, Pat's here. Let me go play for him. Yeah, rather than wanting yeah. to play for John Thompson, different styles, different. It's gonna be a different lot of everything. So with the Memphis thing, I think because because Penny there, he's gonna bring a lot of. He got he got a nice little circuit with the AAU. He's been coaching AAU. He's gonna see coaching players in that area. Too. Yeah, in that area. So he knows players, and for players that was maybe on the fence of where they wanted to go, I think a lot of them will probably want to go to Memphis now. For Tubby mm. Smith. I'm sure he'll probably find another job. He's a good coach, great coach, but okay. it just depends on what what it what an athletic where, director wants. Where like, is he going to go at this point? That's exactly right. There, there are a lot of teams, that's a lot of coaches. I mean, it's a lot of coaches. Yeah, it's clear some vacancies. I mean, you can scratch UConn out because they right. picked up her and her rolled out. Right. Pittsburgh is now up for the play because they were talking about getting Sean Miller from Arizona. And somebody just, um, I know that. That um, model just turned down somebody. He turned down, ooh, I think he's. One of the schools in Georgia, I'm not sure. Okay, I don't, I don't remember. remember. It, was, it, was, it, was, it was Georgia. It, it was Georgia. I don't know if it can be Georgia because the thing is, what's name is there now? Uh, uh, Cream. Tom Cream. Oh, uh, no, no, yeah, it was. Get, no, before, before they, that, yeah, it before was. They gave Tom Cream the job. Really? They went at that I can't say I don't know why, but I feel like it'll be, they'll be in better hands with Tom Cream. But here's the other thing, too. We were talking about Pittsburgh earlier. Not only did they lose coach, they let him go after two years. They lost eight players. They yeah. lost eight players. Eight players, and signed, eight players were asked for their release, <coughs> including a including the fourth recruit from from Hagerstown. Right. Bryce Golden. Bryce Golden was going to go there. He signed a intent to go there. The minute he found out Stalin was fired, he asked for his letter. He asked for release from his letter of intent. 
So we were trying to figure out what was going on in Pittsburgh and why they let him go in the first place. And you know what though? Like it's it's funny that you know we're talking about uh, Penny Hardaway. The thing about it is, you know, with his AAU, you know, connects and with that comes sponsorship, shoe sponsorship. Right. That's going. That's going to be a whole nother issue with that because it's like, who does he retain from his coaching staff for his AU programs? Well, and then Hawk keeps trying to bring in Larry Brown for his assistant. I heard that too. But here's the other thing too. As much as we're talking about sponsorship shoe contracts, Memphis is already tied into one. They can't. I mean, yeah, Penny came in, but they're in a multi, like multi-year deal with. With, uh, and that's fine. That's who it was. More so, the fact is the connections to it. Because oh, yeah, he yeah, can't, yeah. you know, you can't have certain people around the program who's going to alienate. That's going to hurt recruiting in the way because, you know, depending on what situations he has set up with his, you know, with his prospects on his team already, right. that's a whole, that's a whole different issue. You know, so that's one of those things where, you know, with programs, you know, what are they looking at for stuff like that? Yeah, so I don't know. It's gonna be it's gonna be weird, especially with the tournament winding down. A lot of teams are starting to pick up on their recruiting, especially picking up recruiting coaches. Mm-hmm. So we'll definitely see. But it ain't just been the men's tournament going on; the women's tournament's been going on too. And watching watching some of those games because I made I want to make sure I caught those games this year because it, it kind of got me that I didn't really get a chance to watch most of them. First thing that popped in my mind was. What the hell are they drinking up in Yukon? <laughs> and, and, and me and you can can really think about this because we're coming from the Northeast Conference on the Mount St. Mary. I was just about to say, that, uh, that St. Francis game? They put up 140 points. The thing is, with that St. Francis game, mind you, they got the player of the year. I believe they have the coach of the year. They have the rookie of the year. Like, their their player of the year, I think, is their leading scorer of their history for basketball. Yeah, uh, she's their, she's the number one three-point shooter, I think, in the conference, if not just at the school. Like, it's no small feat to what, you know, St. Francis PA did. It just speaks more volumes about what UConn did to them. <laughs> they put up 140 points in a tournament game. That's unheard of. Hey, shout out to shout out to uh, St. Francis's Twitter because you know they definitely paid that off of the fact that say, oh man, you know. But I mean, it ain't. It's not just that. How we were talking about some of the upsets in the men's side. You know, there were a couple upsets in the women's side too. Um, Buffalo, Central Michigan. You know, a lot of those those little schools, Minnesota. Um, they're Creighton. You know, before they ran into UCLA, right? You know, a lot of these little schools they came in was playing well. Even F, even Florida Gulf Coast, upset in Missouri as a twelve five. There were a lot of smaller schools, you know, or lower seeds, Brad. I'm not even call them smaller schools. Smaller schools, that's, right? That's disrespectful in my eyes. Um, these lower seeds, they came in and they were winning games, and they weren't just winning games; they were blowing teams out. Like for example, Buffalo beat Florida State eighty six to sixty five. Um, but even with all that, the fact that and I read something a couple days ago. Somebody pointed this out to me on a while back. Somebody put an article out on four talking about what's truly wrong with the college with the women's game. And one of the things he compared it to was 
the run Alabama's been on, and then the run UCLA had during the 60s and 70s when they won their 10 championships. People weren't saying anything about them dominating guys. Right. Like, let's not forget, Alabama beat a team 68-3 to back in September. That's the equivalent of UConn women beating somebody 140 to 52, especially in the football game. Um, I think we've seen, but you've seen, I think for the people, Alabama, you've seen Alabama lose more games than you've seen UConn. That's what it is. Like, it's just, I I can't even remember the last time I've seen, I think when um, when they lost the girls to the, the, I think the last time I've seen they lost to the um, the Twins from. No, in the fall, like in the tournament. Oh, Stanford? To, to Stanford, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That was like the last time I've seen them. Nah, I've seen them losing games. I thought I'd lose in the tournament. Saw them move last year. Okay. Yeah. Morgan Williams hit that, that leaner at oh, the right, elbow yeah, okay, to, okay, yeah. right, to go okay, to the championship okay, game to play against South Carolina. Okay, right, right. And everybody's talking about, oh, the women game has no talent. Man, there's talent all over this place. First things first, Adrian Wilson down in South, South Carolina. Carolina. She's, first of all, she's already been my pick. For player of the year. She's already my pick to be the number one overall pick when the WNBA draft rolls around. I, I would not bet against you because the thing is, if the women's game was like the men's game and, you know, money was equal, exposure, everything like that, she could have been the number one pick last year. Yeah, she could have came out last year. you know, that says a whole lot. But it says a whole lot, too, because think about all the different talent wise, like, we mentioned, like, yeah, we know the bases. We know you know the Dames, Louisville, the Yukons, the South Carolina, Mississippi right. State. We know about them already. But look at the other schools that's come a long way. Texas, UCLA, Oregon. Tennessee is still one of the top uh, programs in the country. I would say, are we talking Texas in the last, like, 10 years, or are we talking Texas in the last five? Last five. Texas has always been Texas amazing. Texas is very up and down. Texas so. has been up and down, and, of course, we still got Baylor. Always, um, always gonna have daily. Oregon's coming up, UCLA's coming up, Maryland's always gonna be a mainstay, Ohio State's gonna always be a mainstay. It's just, it just eats away. Come from someone who likes following basketball, no matter what it is, right. WNBA, no, no matter where we're watching it at, it's amazing to me that there's very less coverage of the NCAA tournament for the women's side. Even on ESPN's aspect, ESPN don't even really show highlights like that at the NCAA right. tournament no more. I would say, and the thing is, though, I know with the way that the NCAA does their uh, highlights and everything from games, I think, you know, news stations and everything have to wait X amount of time before they're allowed to show it because of exclusivity rights to, like, CBS or whoever has the the games. But it does not exclude them from showing highlights from other games, from at least talking about it, you know, whatever. And the fact that ESPN has the rights to the women's game and they still don't cover it the way that they should – that's why a bunch of people are jumping ship from ESPN to other stations because, come on now, like, it's a sport. It's a big thing. You know, most casual fans wait until the NCAA tournament, whether it be the men's or the women's, to even like, look at like it. Le- so, come on, yeah. why are you still talking about Trey? Like, Le- <laughs> like, like Trey, Trey, Trey lost his first game. Like, let's talk about him. Like, and then might say, let's look at this way. Like you said, Trey Young lost his first game. But yet, there was very little coverage. Everybody was excited because you kind of put up 140 points. But I'm looking down at the bracket, because I definitely did a women's bracket this year. And just like most times, it got, it's been ripped to shreds, torn apart, thrown away. <laughs> um, I'm just looking down the line, like, there are mid-majors that are still going far. Like I said, Buffalo and Central Michigan are in the max. 
we ain't never really heard of max schools in the women in the women's side of the tournament really go far unless it's that one team. They got right. two teams in the tournament this year. You know, we were talking about American. American was the regular season and conference tournament championship. Yeah. We thought they should have been a higher seed instead of a fourteen. I definitely thought that they should have been a higher seed. I you literally I, I watched them front front row center, literally. And you know, I was highly impressed. Like, I've never been this impressed about an American team ever. And the fact that they were, you know, they drew a 14 seed, they played UCLA at UCLA, and that's always something that I'm, I get having, you know, the tournament at, at arenas where, um, you know, the, the seed is, like, that team is actually playing there. Right. But, you know, because the thing is, Women's sports, that's the easier way to draw the fans in because you have your home crowd plus some versus, you know, the guys can have their tournament in Alaska and people will still fly there, you know, and yeah, Anchorage is not Anchorage is not going to be in the tournament, but people still want to go. People still want to be a part of that. I was going to say, because even some East Coast teams, their teams on the West Coast, they're flying. Right. They're going. Certain bases. And so, you know, with a team like American, they went on a 17-game winning streak. 16, 16 and two in in the conference, and they only lost their last two games to two to the other top two seeds. You know that says a whole lot. That you know, and they they I think they only lost by like eight or nine to UCLA at UCLA. Like that's yeah. a true that is a true road game. Yeah, that was that was it was it was closer than what I yeah. yeah, it was closer than what a lot of people thought it was going to be. Exactly, because that means that they started fouling at the end, so it was really yeah, only a one or two basket, yeah. you know, difference. Yeah, and I'm and I'm still looking at the bracket with the exception of the exception of Oregon State, Central Michigan, Buffalo. The rest of this bracket is pretty much considered uh, the blue bloods of the women's game: UConn, Duke, South Carolina, Notre Dame, Texas A&M. Oregon, Mississippi State, NC State, UCLA, Texas, Louisville, Stanford, and Baylor. Everybody else is pretty much low seeds who really don't experience the type of success in the tournament right now. And they and their game starts tonight at seven o'clock. Mississippi State plays NC State, and Baylor plays Oregon State tonight at seven. So those are going to be some games. I'm going to make sure I'm going to. Definitely keying on and watching what's going on, but it's just crazy to me that no one is really following the women's game like that, especially the way with how exciting their brand of basketball can be at certain at some point. Oh, most definitely. Like I, I think it's it's sad that when guys lose, it's like it's okay, you know, it was just an off day, or you know, they downplay you know what the loss means versus the fact that when women lose, they disparage them. Like, oh, they weren't talented enough, or, you know, it's a negative in that way. Like, why can't you just praise the winner and say, good game anyway to a loser, versus with guys, it's like, well, you know, that star player still had X amount of points. Oh, it's okay, they beat them last time. Like, you know, it's always something to downplay what that loss is, versus highlighting the fact that a loss is a loss. So, you know, I feel like that says a lot in terms of, the casual fan understanding what it is and the role that the media plays and how they, you know, market those, you know, events, how they market those things, how they market certain players. Well, like I said, this goes back to coverage. I mean, there are very few times that you'll see a women's game on ESPN because they're always showing the men's game. 
Right. Even even on Fox Sports, when right. they do the college games, you don't really see the women's game. They exactly. had rights to the Big East tournament. Right. I give them credit for that. Mm-hmm. You know, but ESPN had everybody else. Yeah. They had the Big Ten. They had the ACC. They had the SEC because of the SEC network. So, right. right. But that's always going to be the case. Mm-hmm. But again, like I said, there's not a lot of coverage because a lot of these guys, I'm not even going to say guys, a lot of fans don't have the knowledge of who's actually in the game. Yeah. You know, because even when I watch the news, you know, just the regular news, local news, it's like all the men's teams will lose, but yet American was still on their winning streak, and you heard not one word. About I heard it. not, unless I was, unless we were talking, I, <laughs> I heard not one piece. I heard not of a what piece American was doing. You run, you run down, you run down the scores, nothing. See, you know, and say, it's crazy. Say, say, like yeah. Georgetown with Patrick Ewing, I get that's generating the buzz. They played a crap out of conference schedule. Yes, you know what I mean? Did. Like, I didn't even realize what their actual yeah. record was in conference until I saw what it was. Mind you, I'm a huge Georgetown fan. But I was like, wait, did they lose really that badly just like that? And oh, they yeah. still had a chance to actually go to the tournament, which is hilarious. Yeah. They really did have a chance to go to, like, even midway through conference, conference play. But, like I said, it says a lot about what what's value when it comes to watching basketball. You know, no one, no one really paid attention. No one... If I had not have said any of those names of those players on certain teams, I guarantee you a lot of fans would not know those players actually exist. Right? And that is a shame. Because those those girls are just as talented and the fact that they don't get that coverage except for the one little measly trailer that ESPN plays every so often talking about right. what about us, it begs the question, it brings up a very good question, what about them? Because we don't a lot of us don't know anything about it. They don't know what those girls are doing in their programs or how far they're going so far because there's not a lot of people talking about it. Now, granted, I hope we can bring some more of that talk to this so that way people can know what's going on in the women's game. Yeah. It's just it's just you know? wild to me that um, that a lot of these girls are not getting the, the coverage that they look. Like um, other local teams, shout out to Georgetown women. They won their first game in the NIT, you know, against Delaware, and you know they lost to Duquesne at home. But they had two, they had two NIT games, and they hosted both of them. That says a lot. No, hold on. Here's another thing. I didn't even know there was a women's NIT. <laughs> I'm dead serious. I did not know because they don't talk about it. You know what? I would say I would say Title Nine actually with the NIT too. They changed the rules. They changed the rules this year. Just seen a little tidbit. But uh, I don't know if anybody seen yeah, the quarters instead of yeah, 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 yeah. They did some quarters instead of. But mind you, the women's games already switched to quarters, and a lot of people don't realize that either. I'm sorry, they're not quarters. Period. Yeah, period. Which I think is hilarious because there's four quarters in a hole, but it is what it is. Um, but you know, there's a whole lot that you know people haven't changed, haven't you know realized changed with the women's game, you know, in the last two three years that actually makes it a more fluid you know situation, you know, prepare them for the next level. But it is what it is, you know, like it's one of, it's one of the craziest things to me though. Yeah, that's true, but. You know, before we before we wind this this episode down, I want y'all to give your. I'm pretty sure a lot of our original picks are not left in the tournament anymore. So, um, so if you ever uh, go off right now, they still on one inside, right? Do both. Oh, okay, okay. If you have to go off right just, now, who do you think is going to win both sides right now? With who's left? All right, run down the games. So on the women's side, 
tonight it's and if these are the Sweet 16 games. Be biased. <laughs> See, here he go with the bias part because he's a Big Ten man. I get it. I get it. I get it. But you got Baylor, Oregon State, Stanford, Louisville, Texas, UCLA, NC State, Mississippi State, Oregon, Central Michigan, Texas A&M, Notre Dame, South Carolina, Buffalo, UConn, and Duke. That's the women's side. I'm going to say, oh, fan, I'm going to be real honest. Um, the way my brackets were set up, they were non-existent. I did not do a bracket this year. Like, just off GP, the fact that there was no clear-cut favorite, not on the women's side, but on the men's side, like, I, I couldn't bring myself to even torture myself like that. So, on the women's side, I'm going with UConn, of course. I think Duke is going to give them some go in the beginning, per se, but that's not about to happen. Um, that game's tomorrow, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, South Carolina? Nah, South Carolina's gonna stop all over over the Buffalo. I'm I'm not even going mince words on that one. I'm hit a set Davis and be like it's in Sharpie. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm about to say don't do that because Seth Davis also said Virginia was supposed to win too. Like, what uh, happened with there? He said that was Sharpie in there too. I don't get so. paid to look dumb, so I'm gonna do this for free. Hey. <laughs> hey. The words oh, made man. by her, made by her kissing and kissing herself <laughs> alone. Oh, Notre Dame. Notre Dame is definitely going to do work on that one. Like, they have been one of the best programs to watch, like, in terms of because their games aren't complete blowouts most of the time, it's one of those things where you can see the growth in their game, and I totally love it, in addition to the talent. Um, I'm going to go Oregon off GP with Central Michigan, but, you know, it's a toss-up on that one. Mississippi State. Mississippi State has had a strong program these last two, three years, honestly. Like, whether their record shows it or not, they have definitely been a good look to watch. Uh, UCLA with Texas. That one is is going to be real interesting. That's going to be the game. That is going to be really interesting. Um, I've seen UCLA play more than Texas, so I might say UCLA. But that's a game I'm going to have to catch. Like, definitely. Stanford and uh, Louisville. That's gonna be another good game. Um, man, I'm gonna just toss Louisville out there just because Baylor, Oregon State. Muffy has them working. I'm, I mean, I'm sorry, uh, Oregon State, Baylor. Uh, Baylor, Baylor is definitely going to hit that one. Okay. Uh, I know for me, I picked, I picked. Uh, Mississippi State to win, so they have to win. <laughs> um, so I have no choice down there. They, they have no choice. <laughs> so is UConn. I got UConn winning tonight. Um, I think Duke Zone will give them some fits, but I think UConn will with that that roster with Gabby Williams and Kendra are still playing. They'll get that win. Um, South Carolina is going to be Buffalo. I don't think they have no answer for Wilson inside. None. Point blank period. UConn didn't have an answer for her really, so I doubt right. they will. Point blank period. Um, Notre Dame, Texas A&M. Notre Dame will pull that out. Um, I'm going to go upset. Ooh. I think Central Michigan is going to clip Oregon. Just, just off the fact that I, I did not have Ohio State. Uh, Ohio <laughs> State being Oregon, so I'm going to go the other way. All right. Um, you already know I said Mississippi State has no choice. They got to win. Um, I think with 
Vivians and Morgan Williams still hoping they're going to get it done. UCLA, I'm with you. UCLA will get Texas. Louisville will get Stanford. And I'm going to go upset again. I think Ooh. Oregon State's going to be Baylor. I'm going up the I'm sorry. I got to take chances with this one. Are you good on that? Yeah, yeah. I'm just going to scroll down because I'm not a dominant. Well, this tournament, as the man, I have no problem on this at all. I would just go with UConn because, I mean, UConn, we'll go with them. I'll take South Carolina. I'll take, I'll pick one upset, so I'll take A&M over the major thing just because I want to upset. Um, I'm sorry. Oregon over, uh, <laughs> Oregon over Central Michigan, I guess, today, number two seed, so I'll go with seed in my guess for that one. Mississippi State. Yeah, I said it'd be a toss up against UCLA. This shooter, Reggie Miller, with UCLA, so I'll take UCLA. Uh, I'll take Stanford right here, I guess. And Baylor. Alright. It's not a bad look. Heard it here first. Those are the picks for our, for the women's game tonight. I mean, no sense talking about the men's game because my bracket was deleted and <laughs> a long time ago. Yeah, and I did right. like and I did like four of them. So I, I, I I'm disagree. just I'm just like I'm just gonna enjoy the tournament game at this point. Again, exactly. I didn't you know you're not even going because people were like you're gonna do the second chance. I'm like nope. Don't care. Right, when I seen the second chance in the whole game, man. Yeah. Not I know. That I that we, can still, we can still pick the winners from the night, though. I'm not going to pick the winners from the night. I'll just pick who I think going to win the Turner from this point on. And I think I got one bracket that's still alive. Off the winner? Yeah, <laughs> matter of fact, I have two that are still alive. Yeah, just because of the winner. Just because of the winner. Um, I think Nova will pull it out and win the whole thing. Interesting, because the thing is, I could totally see Javon Carter and them and them boys uh, ruining their jump tonight. So I think I think Nova's gonna pull it out. Like the same thing, Bruh, like, I got West Virginia. This might be tonight. that year that they can get to that championship. Just because of who's left. Just because of who's left. Like you look at it, like okay, Purdue's down hard. Duke. The thing is, Purdue might have him back though. So. Here's why well, I Texas think. Going but, to run, run but, shoot. but man, I'm fouling him. I'm giving him a hard five. Who? Dang, you petty. Not to. Uh, not to. I, believe, I believe. This in is it. not. This is not. This is. I mean, you can shake hands after the game if you want to. Like, yeah. You know, I, I believe in about, it. But other than that, you gonna you gonna hit him with a uh, what's her face, Italian Hardy? Like for real? Hey, you've been a big man, bro. Yeah. Look, coming from the I've been, experience, a, I've been a couple of your games. Y'all bang coming, down. Big men bang down. Coming from experience, they you Come get on, you get tested once they know. Oh, exactly. Hey, look, so they're going the, they're going to test that when elbow. The, when, they when the see team, how much they yeah. They're yeah, going to test that elbow. Hey, look, like, they didn't spend anything. They uh they pimped the mess out of the graduate students to make it. <laughs> I'm just I'm just they saying. They spend nice time fixing that up, man. Because yeah. I would. I know if I was a big man, I would. Not yeah, intentionally, nah. but I know if he's going up and I know I'm going to foul him, why not make it a hard one? Make it a hard one. I always believe in him. So, you know, I might be mad at And, 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 like, and like we said, the crazy thing is just shooting on. Yeah, as long, so as, not, like, as long as it's not intent to make him hurt even more, but just to make it a basketball play. Go for the no, ball. Yeah, but Go yeah. for the ball. <laughs> That's my only thing. They're playing against Texas Tech, and Texas Tech was the top defensive team this year. Yeah. And I think they scored 45%. Yeah. Yeah. 
They're going to play defense. They're going to test the team. So I see that happening. But you know what though, Purdue? Their freshmen actually picked up a lot of slack though. Yeah, right. they I'm not even going. He didn't make about, mistakes. Right. Here's the scary thing about it. We're all sitting at the Isaac house. Purdue got another seven foot on their bench, say, yeah, and exactly. he's bigger than Isaac. Exactly. He's like seven four. Yeah. Might have used a lot of product in his hair. Seemed like he moved around a lot, a little, a little faster too. Because <laughs> I'm looking at how right, I'm looking at that turnaround, man. That turnaround hook, man. Yeah. Him hit like seven in a row against Michigan State with that. So, nah. If he if he's playing like he can score some buckets, man, and you got to fight him. But Westwood, this could be a year worth of doing because Villanova's been so hot that it's like, man, like, when are they going to be schooled off a little bit? Like, at least they have that, at least they have that average well, look, night to, to, well, look, to even be we upset. Be, we sit here and talk about Javon Carter. Jalen Brunson ain't no slap. <laughs> he going to give Javon Carter some, some some fits. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's what's going. That's probably going to be. That's probably going to be the better game tonight. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm good. But I can't wait to watch it. But we got to put this one to bed. This is the first episode, y'all. This is this is a good one, and it's going to be fun to watch the rest of the tournament game. So, from all of us here, we'll catch y'all again. We still yeah. got to get our second episode in. So stay tuned, everybody.